I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. To game. Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! You're welcome along to US Sports. Another week and we're uh, turning to NFL this week. It's uh, been a pretty good season for the younger quarterbacks. Just last season, obviously, we saw Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl age 39. This year, it looks like it could be the turn of the younger quarterback. Uh, we've talked about Dak Prescott, 23 years old at Dallas. Got a lot of attention over the season and we've spoken about him. But there hasn't been as much hype about 25-year-old Derek Carr and also his Oakland Raiders team who are in rather remarkable form. And joining us on the line to tell us more is Jimmy Durkin, Oakland Raiders reporter for the Bay Area News Group. Evening, Jimmy. How you doing? We'll get on to 25-year-old Derek Carr at quarterback, but the Oakland Raiders themselves are a very interesting story at the moment. From, I don't know, what, two years ago when they were struggling very, very badly, they're currently the number one ranked team in the AFC, and they seem to have turned things right around. What's been going on? Well, it's uh, been about the players. You know, you get uh, you get a guy like Derek Carr in the draft. Uh, you know, at the quarterback's the most important position on the team. You really have no chance to compete and succeed without one. And they were able to get him, uh, you know, in, in the second round of the draft. Uh, you know, several other teams passed on him that, that needed quarterbacks, and they kind of got a little bit lucky there. And, you know, they also got guys like Khalil Mack, their defensive end, uh, really one of the best defensive players in the NFL. They got him in the same draft as, as Derek Carr. And, uh, so you put two of those guys together, those are probably the two most important positions in, in the, you know, on the team. And uh, they've, they've really led to this turnaround. Uh, there, there are a couple of guys that are among the best young players in the league, and, and it's, it's really it attributes to how good they are that they've been able to go from a 3-13 and team a couple of years ago to now 10-2 uh, and two and looking like they're heading to the playoffs. Was it a terrible mistake for the teams who passed on Derek Carr in the draft? Was it obvious that he had talent? Well, I think there was, uh, you know, it, he was a guy that looked like he would have a chance to be pretty good, but uh, hadn't maybe played against some of the, the same competition in college that some of the other teams, uh, some of the other quarterbacks had. Um, you know, probably the worst mistake was uh, the Cleveland Browns took Johnny Manziel, who, uh, you know, was was pretty well known, and uh, but he, he's He's out of the league now because he couldn't really control his party and wasn't wasn't the, the didn't have the skill set to make it in this league. So uh, there there are definitely teams that are going to regret it. Uh, the Houston Texans, the team that had the first overall choice that year, and uh, they had drafted his brother way back in 2002. Their their first ever draft pick when they were an expansion team in the league, and I think they were just scared because his brother had not turned out for them. He had kind of been a bust and. I think they were a little bit scared off to to draft his brother and right. and see what kind of the reaction from the fan base might be. So uh, the, those are definitely teams that uh, that are regretting it now, though. That brother discussion sounds like something I've seen in Moneyball, where the old men are in the room talking <laughs> about what player to sign or not. So Carr arrives and he gets picked by Oakland. Did, does he? Is he? Did he immediately hit the ground running? Well, he wasn't supposed to be the starter initially. They had another guy named Matt Schaub who was going to be the starter. But uh, they have their preseason, and and as the preseason was going along, um, you know, Carr was looking 
looking really good, and Matt Schaub was not. And uh, it was kind of a bold move that they decided right before the opener, uh, the first game of the year, that they were going to go ahead and give the starting job to Carr. And, um, you know, it, w- it wasn't an easy first year. They, he lost his first 10 games, but uh, you could tell that he was getting better and better. And uh, and the key was over the next couple of years, they had to get they had to get him better teammates. They had him get had to get him better receivers, and mm. that's what they've done. And uh, he's been able to improve and and grow along with him. And uh, and and that's why they're at where they're at now. The, the reports I'm reading tell me that he's explosive and can be unpredictable and very effective. At the same time, he can also, whilst making these amazing plays, be susceptible to easy interceptions. Is that a fair summation? You know, it it has been probably in the past. This year, he's been uh, he's been a lot smarter. You know, he he's a guy who he does like to take chances. He will try to throw to receivers that are are maybe a little bit covered, and and there are times in the past where it's burned him. But but this year, not so much. He only has five interceptions this year. Uh, um, you know, he really isn't making you know, a lot. We saw last year a lot of times he would make mistakes in the fourth quarter toward the end of the game that would hurt him. He hasn't done that at all this year. When they're trailing. Uh, and he's got the ball. He's got 13 touchdowns and no interceptions. So right. that just tells you all you need to know about how, how much smarter of a quarterback he's becoming. Okay, so Carr is driving on Oakland. And how good are they? I've mentioned they're the number one ranked team in the AFC Championship. These are very legitimate um, Super Bowl contenders. Are we going that far? Because somebody's you know wondering, do they have enough experience, for instance, to beat the Patriots in a championship game? Yeah, I think it's it's going to come down to if they can get home field advantage, they can hold on to the number one seed going into the playoffs and and force teams to have to come to Oakland. Mm-hmm. That gives them a better chance, uh, you know, just because uh, if they would have to go to New England, uh, the way the weather is there that time of the year, you're probably dealing with with some severe cold, maybe some snow, and and New England would be more uh, more prepared for those conditions. Uh, the thing that helps them. You know, I, I think in an ordinary year, you would say that they they don't have the, enough experience to really have that success in the playoffs, and that might prove to be true. But but this year, there really isn't a dominant team right now in the AFC, um, or really even the NFC, because you look at the Cowboys that are kind of dominating over there, and they're a young team as well that that doesn't have that experience. Uh, so the Patriots have uh, are are obviously you know a team that's that's been there and done it in the past, but their defense this year is not great, and so I think if the if the Raiders played the Patriots, uh, they would have a chance to, to match touchdowns with them and, and would uh, would at least have a fighting chance to beat them. Yeah. You mentioned home advantage there. That's a uh, contentious issue increasingly for Oakland Raiders fans. Uh, at the moment, home advantage is obviously in Oakland. But the word is that Mark Davis, the owner, is trying his best to get them to Las Vegas. He says he's committed to Las Vegas. Yeah, that's that's what his goal is. I mean, really what it comes down to is their stadium is 50 years old and is kind of falling apart. The plumbing's bad. There's really they they are not they're not able to make enough money, you know, playing in that stadium and and in the next few years they have to they have to get something settled to where they're playing in a, in a, you know, a world-class venue and mm. they've gotten approval from uh from taxpayers in uh, in Las Vegas to help build them a new stadium. So if if uh, the NFL were to approve and and to say give him the okay to uh, to move to Vegas, that's what he wants to do. Um, there's hesitancy from the NFL. I think they they're a little bit leery about what the market is like in Las Vegas, and I don't think they really want them to leave Oakland. But uh, if if he can convince the NFL to let him do it, uh, that's that's definitely what he wants to do. Mm. Because the Nevada legislator have approved a financing plan for a 65,000 seater stadium, 1.9 billion dollars. 
in Vegas. This phenomenon of cities spending huge amounts of money to tempt franchises over is uh, just something so at odds with, uh, you know, we have our national games here, which are rooted in community or, you know, even Premier League soccer. Like the notion that a team would just move where they're from is just so at odds with what we're used to. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, the crazy thing you get, you have over here. I mean, it's it's all about, um, you know, it's it's all about nowadays having having that uh, state of the art venue and and cities that that can't afford to help a team build one. Well, if if there's another city out there willing to do it, then uh, then that's that's where the money comes into play. Now, uh, you know, you, you don't you don't have city, you know, there aren't many cities out there nowadays that are willing to to give money to professional sports teams to build a stadium. They say they look at these teams and how much money they make, and they feel like they should be able to privately finance it. Now, the Raiders, Mark Davis is is probably one of the you know. In terms of how rich most owners are, he's he's on the lowest end of that spectrum, and and that's what hurts the Raiders is that uh you know he needs to find people that can help him out because he right. really just doesn't have the capital that a lot of other owners have. What is the uh, lower end of the scale? A couple of billion? Um, no, I, I would I would say he's pro- he's he's well below that. He's he's you know you know probably in in you know the maybe five hundred million okay. range. I mean he. Um, yeah, not 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 definitely up there in, in the billions like most of them are. Will Oakland try and compete? Will they try and uh, keep the Raiders by offering some kind of finance to help them build a new stadium, or is that off the table? Yeah, there is a, a new plan that's starting to kind of come together. It's been a little bit slow, but uh, you know they do have a group led by uh, you know NFL Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott that uh, you know would would keep the team in Oakland. As of right now, it's it's a matter of his group. And the city of Oakland is working on, on kind of coming to an agreement on the plan, but the Raiders are not pursuing it at this point. They really have not had any discussions with the Raiders because until Vegas is off the table, the Raiders refuse to even look at or talk to Oakland. But they have put together a plan. The city would contribute a little bit to help improve the infrastructure around the stadium, mm. but otherwise it would be privately financed by an investment group. And so if, if they can stall out Vegas long enough to make the Raiders come back and talk to Oakland, that gives them hope they could stay around. Okay. It must be just a weird... Um a situation hanging over this really exciting season and this really young team and and like the Raiders I presume are a hugely integral part of life around the area and you know the the history of the team and the area is intertwined and just the notion that they could just up sticks and leave whilst I accept it's a part of American sporting culture it can't be going down very well in the area at all yeah, you know, it's it's obviously tough because it's not the first time it's happened. You know, they left uh, back in the early 80s. They moved down to Los Angeles for uh, for about, you know, uh, 13 or 14 years before coming back, um, you know, which was kind of unheard of for a team to leave and then come back. And, mm. and now they could do it again. Um, there is, they do have an unusual fan base in that because they spent that, that stretch in, in Los Angeles that uh, their fan base kind of covers the whole state of California and, and really Las Vegas for some of the fans that are down there in Los Angeles area is probably is closer or just about the same distance as, as they are uh, with the team in Oakland now. So there is a, there is a, you know, a kind of expanded footprint of the fan base. And so there are, there are a lot of Raider fans that are kind of okay with them moving if it gets them a new stadium, but certainly for the ones here in Oakland, uh, you know, it would be a, it would be a sad day because they've, 
they've sat through 13 straight years of uh, not going to the playoffs, 13 uh, non-winning seasons. And so now that they finally have a team to get excited about it, uh, it would be a punch in the gut if they were to end up moving again. Yeah, I'm sure. A listener of ours, James in Cork, says, uh, can you ask your guests what Oakland is like as a sporting area? Do the Raiders hold a candle to the Golden State Warriors? Uh, not quite. No, the Warriors have uh, have really uh, have really taken over control. And the one thing that helps them is, you know, in in the area here, you've got two NFL teams with the Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, in baseball-wise, you have the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants. So the fan base is kind of divided on which football or baseball team they like. But uh, the Warriors are the only basketball team in town, and they've always kind of been, uh, you know, been popular throughout the whole area. And now that they're they're winning, and, and with Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry, I mean, they're the, they're the best show in really in the country here. And so uh, it's uh, they've certainly overtaken uh, really any other team in this area. And uh, um, I mean, they're they're fun to watch. Even a bunch of the Raiders players were out at the Warriors game uh, last night, and a bunch of the offensive linemen were trying to shoot and kept missing shots and upsteps Derek Carr and drains a three-pointer and, <laughs> uh, and got everybody excited. That, that, that was pretty funny last night. Uh, Jimmy, good to check in. We'll keep an eye on the Raiders on and off the field and maybe talk to you later in the season. Thanks a million. All right, thanks a lot, Joe. Off the Ball with BetDuck.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team.